Today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all of your smoke needs. Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, they've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have over 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. Plus, because you listen to our podcasts here at Channel 4.5, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. Click a link in the description of our show to receive one of three offers. One, purchase any cigars in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Two, receive free shipping on any order over $99. Or, number three, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack of Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar to save money and support this show. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Settler. Aloha and hello. With us this week is Mr. Tom King. Hi, Hilton. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. This is Tom's uh, first time on the People Persons Paper Podcast. Yes, absolutely the first. Yes. Uh, Recorded in the fine month of August. The year of our Lord, 2016? 2016. 2016. Maybe, maybe earlier. Nah. Perhaps. Anyway. This, this is airing live in August of 2016. Airing live <laughs> yes. right now. Right now. Through the time hole. The time warp. The time warp. We did the time warp. We did. Again? Again. <laughs> and again. Just to jump to the left. <laughs> anyway, we are going chronologically through every episode of NBC's sitcom, The Office, talking about each episode, the characters, the plots, the crazy, weird-ass things that happened at Dunder Mifflin in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It was just a few. Just a few. Just a few. Just a calm, normal office. That's right. Man. And as uh, we make our way through season one, we have reached episode four, The Alliance. And we formed our own alliance today. We did. We did. We formed an alliance against, uh, what, ignorance of the show. Something like that. We will unite. And yeah. boredom. I Bo- think it's, it's, it's a strong alliance against boredom. Boredom, That's yeah. That's we're, right. Yeah. Containing the masses. Against silently killing time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to at least have a soundtrack. At least. So, and uh, by this point, we've sort of got uh, a good feel for what the office is going to be like, at least through season one. It'll it'll metamorphosize mm-hmm. again later, but it will. It's found its step for this season, at least. Yeah, it's got a good rhythm going at this point. I think we've got Jim and Pam pranks. Jim and Pam pranks. Michael being terribly, terribly unobservant of how he <laughs> should act around anyone. Incredibly ignorant. Yeah, to, to historic proportions, and he's got a hair slick back in like the early stages here. This yeah. is, it doesn't look like Michael. Yeah, it looks he, like Steve Grove playing a different character in the same setting. <laughs> I'm, I'm only used to it now because we've been watching season one for so long. Right, for this very podcast. So we've been only Im- now am I getting used to it. <laughs> we've been embedded in season one like wartime journalists <laughs> at this point. We're in the trenches. Yeah, so <laughs> for uh, real. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when we get to the next season, wow. Yeah, no, it's a whole different change, you know. Right off the bat, as uh, as we started yes. already looking ahead, and uh, that's right. 
It is a, but this and this is really um, such a. It's this is not a. It's a good episode. It's but a it's, solid episode. It's not like a amazing episode no. for, for a season that had diversity day, that had uh, hot girl, that mm. had um, even basketball. Uh, I would say even healthcare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I'm a, so. I'm a fan. It may be one of the weaker ones, but it's still good. You've got, uh, like I said, a lot of it, it. It's found its stride at this point. I think so. It's more comfortable. It. Um, it. I mean, the ever present um, danger of downsizing is still there, mm-hmm. still playing a major role, and it's got Dwight worked up into a tizzy pretty much, and that's where we begin. Uh, it's first mention time they mentioned it since the pilot, so we've had two episodes where it hasn't even come up. That is true, but it hasn't gone away just yet, because. <laughs> You need that. It's a, it's a, it's an important plot point. And then Michael, of course, uh, immediately makes reference to that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, former pop culture character who faded into obscurity and was never heard from again. Uh, real estate mogul Donald Trump. Yes. So yes. A lot of people don't even remember who that was. As who can understand? I think, yeah. Again, vaguely I, remember Trump. Don, Donald. He had property in New York Trump. in the eighties. Oh, Right. Made a couple of bad business deals just sort of. Oh, the guy from uh, the, the Home Alone. Yeah, he Home was on the Home Alone. Uh huh. Yeah, Home Alone too. That's the one. That's really what made him famous. Yeah, he he's not really known for and much that was else. A good little no. bit too. He sees the kid. He's friendly. He seems like he'd be a nice guy. I'm, uh, it's a shame to try to do more. I know. Well, but, uh, we'll just always have to wonder what if. Yeah, yeah. but uh, what might have been. <laughs> but Michael references him with the idea of firing because uh, that little TV show he had for a minute. He did seem to enjoy it. Yeah, and as much of an ass as Michael Scott is, it seems that. Well, but Michael uh, didn't like the idea of firing. Exactly. He he's, not, he's not evil enough to you know no. enjoy firing somebody. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. I but, must uh, say. but no, it's uh, you're fired. <laughs> he does it really well, I will say. You know, does it so well that he does it several times. And Dwight, mm. yeah, yeah. You're fired. <laughs> that is fun. It is fun to say. Yeah. So Dwight <laughs> wants to know what's happening. Yeah. He's trying to hear the gossip around the office. He moves the the water cooler. Yeah. Which leads to my favorite word in the whole, probably season one, is yeah. scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Why would anyone say that word? I hear it. <laughs> I, I only hear it from him every time. Yeah. He's the only one I've ever heard yeah. use no, that No, uh, that's, not, that's not a phrase that people use. Not anymore. No. Uh, too much. 1940, 45 maybe? 1845? 1845, that was yeah. it. It yeah. could have been. It could have been. What's a scuttlebutt? But he plays it off so nicely because he just, what? just like, hey. What's going on? What's happening? Let's rap. Yeah. You know? What, like what, a, why should like anything be, uh, uh, you know, uh, awkward here? Yeah. Let's like rap. a 50-year-old youth pastor trying to relate to the middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's, what's the, I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, he's in search of info, and he sure ain't going to find it. So. Yeah. And, and, it, and he's so freaked out that he just has to make an alliance with his most untrusted confidant or uh confidant uh co-worker right jim now how long do we think dwight and jim have worked together because we've only seen them for four episodes mm-hmm. well we know that there was a history there because we later see photos yeah. looking back at them yeah, yeah. Cool so well days. So damn well photoshopped photos yeah i must say yeah whoever um, did the photoshop on a lot of that i don't know if the 80s party what, what they did there though that was cool but yeah. then later on and i don't know what it's 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 Jim saying that he could go back and talk to past Jim about uh, everything he's going to have to deal with, and it's he's showing a picture of him and Dwight. I would say it's been at least three to four years that they've worked together. Yeah, at this point, because he's just so easy on his, uh, you know, screwing with Dwight. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's 
light on his feet when it comes to that. That's just what he loves to do. He knows him really well. He's clearly got a whole yeah. background on him. And Dwight is all too trusting in this. That's it. Seems like that. The, the 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 prospect of losing his or the downsizing has just scrambled his brains that he'll just do whatever Jim uh, proposes. Yeah, like well, the part where he goes, he tells him something and he's like, "You're not going to believe this," and then Dwight just goes, "I believe it." What? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it gets to this point where it's like he Dwight doesn't like him, but he still is naive enough to just take people on face value. You know. Apparently, like I don't know, uh, I don't know what that, or maybe just Jim. Maybe they're already really just friends without being friends. Maybe so. I, w- I wonder if by the time he's busting out of the box mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, it's. Or, I read somebody saying that that was like a, a rebirth into uh, another character. Yeah, they were really reaching on that one. I think quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yes, but we, but we'd reach the next level of Dwight. Of Dwight, like, like he cocooned and he came <laughs> out a butterfly. <laughs> yes, with even more hatred and um, distrust. Oh man! Although that's that's not accurate because they talk afterwards and he convinces him to go to Stanford. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's not even done with that. No, that episode. So they were working. reaching way. Yeah, no, they don't know those stupid people, TV critics. They will never be guests Lame. on the People Persons Paper Podcast. You're not welcome. No, man. They were writers on the show. They were. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally. <laughs> <laughs> right now they're flaming us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. but then or, it or just d- never hearing of us. <laughs> oh, of course they have. Yeah. But uh, so we originally now we get into what's going to be the the big plot of the episode with Michael raising um, trying to celebrate birthdays to raise morale. Right. Because he's now talking about the downsizing. So he is sort of somewhat caring, even if it is to benefit his own ends once again. Yeah. But he is trying to boost morale in a way so much so that he'll celebrate someone's birthday a month early. Yeah. Yeah. No one's birthday is any time near then, which I understand is because sometimes you have those birthdays, but there's just not a lot. No. Yeah. Some, sometimes we would do like month birthdays when we had a lot of people in our office. Yeah. And, um, you know, they would just they would just want to do one birthday instead of doing one every other week or every week. Yeah. You know, if you had a birthday heavy month. But, um, no, he couldn't just do some, hey, let's be happy party. It had to be a birthday. And <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Go figure why. You know, it was just a way to uh, – Introduce us even more so to Mer- the uh, mercurial Meredith Palmer. Which is so funny how it is such a Meredith-focused episode, and at the same time, we don't even really get a- any taste of what Meredith is going to be. I don't think they mentioned alcohol at all, which was a huge part of her life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. They, they really hadn't branched out yet. It's, it's a little similar to Kelly, if you think about it, mm-hmm. somewhat. Just she's a little, she's more vanilla, she's definitely not, more sympathetic. Not who she's going to be, that's for not, sure. Yeah, exactly, which kind of makes the... You know, the episode pale in comparison, obviously, to later seasons. Which really, though, I mean, Kevin has been perceived as dull and, like, you know, sort of slow already. This is true. Um, yeah, but st- but still, like, real monotone. He hasn't hit that, like, childlike enthusiasm that he gets later in the yeah, episode. Yeah, that. Which is, that's good Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like this monotone Kevin. That's yeah. not my Kevin. No. This no. Kevin is very much like the, the, the heavy guy they had in the British version, who was also just sort of a, you know, almost lethargic kind of personality. Right. Yeah, yeah hardly any, any emotion to him whatsoever, just kind of just there. Yeah. But so deadpanned mm-hmm. that it could make some people enjoy that. I don't know. Like, yeah. It worked for that show, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great character on that show. His name escapes me, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll go back at some point and do the British episodes. Someday. Uh, someday. But that's another example, I think, like Michael, you know, trying to... Um, find his character, yeah, and, you know, and not be so much like Slip David back Brent, early. yeah, and be more like himself, and you know they could build upon that, which is pretty evident 
at the start of the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's when they and even Kevin too. They changed his hair. They let him wear a jacket, and they told him to lighten up on certain things. Yeah, lighten mm-hmm. up. But he's still harsh. I mean, I was I was going oh. back through season two and prep for some future sure. episodes, and sure, it's it's amazing how much they really managed to keep the awkwardness of it while still. While making it a little more American friendly, a little more palatable, yeah. like yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he ever really gets much lighter, you know. Not, no, he's still insulting. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's the tone of it. Yeah, it's it's just <clears> the he kind of makes it his own, and it's funnier. Yeah, I think it's more. It, there's less of him making a fool of himself. You actually kind of laugh along with him, even though you know it's wrong. I guess that's where I, that's my opinion. Okay. That's my opinion. I don't know. We'll start watching season two. And we will. Really sure, dive man. in. Really What's, uh, w- what episodes are you looking forward to in like season two and three if you were going back through? Oh, I would have to go back. I don't remember. I'm going to mention a season six episode. You're like, no, no, no. I, that's a good one too, though. I, I'm, uh, I would say um, Halloween yeah. and Valentine's Day. They really, the, <laughs> the, the holiday episodes really. And yeah. Casino Night, obviously. Casino was Valentine. Oh, they, oh, yeah, they did have Valentine's Day in season two, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Which one was it where um, Michael gives blood in the van? That's that's later season. That's five or six. Yeah, six seven. Yeah. That's, that's might be five actually, because I think it's after Holly. He's trying to get over yeah. her. Yeah. And when was the the first Dundies where Pam gets super drunk at the? That's the first Chili's. episode of season two. Yep. There yep. we go. Yeah. That's my answer for that. That's <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and the Dundies. Yeah, gotta love it. But uh, Jim and Pam, uh, they they have a strong. Uh, con- getting back to the episode real quick, they have a strong connection. Uh, I mean, they play it out. This is so cr- creating this that is, basis. This Basics is a, even forward. Uh, yeah, um, strengthen it even strengthen it mm-hmm. it even more because it goes throughout the whole. You know, they have the back and forth, and oh, I can do that. You know, she helps him out. Yeah, you know, plays along, strings Dwight along the whole time. This is a and there's it, a lot of it, scenes of them working on him. Yeah, and it just deepens that uh, bond, or you know, the will they or won't they? Um, yeah, and yeah, when we get questions. that moment where where Jim is in the like side room interview, and he goes like, "She's just so great," and he gets lost in her for a second. He's like, "Oh, there's there's people around. I just uh, oh, yeah. look around now." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's and I mean, obviously, that's been a main focus of them is the Jim and Pam story throughout these episodes. But they're really doing a good job in very little. S- small snippets establishing that there is that interest that mutual interest that's sort of like and and then painting it in a way that makes all of us go oh they're perfect they should be together you right know? exactly it's, a, it's you know it's, it's it's a believable good kind of couple like you mm-hmm. you want to root for them the way you do people in real life you do so. especially because they're not together yeah and it almost made them better together when they weren't together that's just my opinion i well, a lot of people said that. Yeah, you know. After they got together, it was a, a different show, a different dynamic. Yeah, you lost that dynamic. Mm-hmm. You had to find a, a new way to get them incorporated into the storylines. and But in this one, it's it's played to the hilt, and they up the, you know, they up the drama at the end. Um, kind of skipping around, but, you know, with uh, Roy Boy oh, yeah. coming in and, uh, you know, Step into Mr. Jim. Huge asshole. Mm-hmm. That's who that Roy is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and there Cop was, a feel this was whole Jim. <laughs> yeah, just because that would happen in an office behind the receptionist desk. Right. Right. Like, let's let's feel on the breasts. R- yeah. yeah, right. In just a, out, in the, out in the out in the open. open layout for office, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder. He he. Uh, yeah, he was a little thr- just a little threatened. Yeah. I would say. 
Like, it, it makes me wonder if they weren't playing with the idea that he was going to be a more aggressive antagonist. Because even in season two later on when it comes out that Jim likes Pam or liked her or whatever, yeah. after Michael finds out on the boat, yeah. then um, Roy's going to um, have a conversation with him where he says something to the extent of, like, I know that you guys, that you liked her back when, it's no big deal. Yeah. And he's already gotten aggressive with him here, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. I think maybe they were thinking of him more of, a, more of the Bluto to uh, uh, Jim's Popeye, you know? Maybe. They kind of did scale it back. It kind of gave him some reason. Like, he was just sort of all aggro in the first season. Yeah. Kind of just there for, you know, little, you know, asshole cameos. And then later he kind of became more of a character. Yeah. And a little more relaxed, you know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, but at the same time when he, he's like, you know, you guys are friends. I'm glad you have someone to talk to instead of blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. still paint him as a jerk off. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. So they kind of took away his, um, a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, aggro made him. Yeah, made him just a less aggressive character. Right, but I uh, no, but and at the same time, like we sort of needed that too because that whole episode we've got Jim and Pam essentially falling all over each other. There is lots of giddy, playful back and forth between them. Yeah, she's really giddy in this one. Like he keeps mm-hmm. just she can't stop laughing when he's around. Yeah, and was this the one? This is the one where she has the talking head too, where she makes that comment about um. Angela must not gamble because she wasn't. Uh, she's yeah. gambling that I won't slap her. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't want to flip a coin because she doesn't like to gamble. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Off the off the her. off the party planning committee's first uh, mm-hmm. appearance. Well, and first she, of many. And she's uh, um, that's some of the more aggressive. Uh, Pam that we've seen really yeah that, when she's know? pushed to her limit she will lash out you know in her own way well and later later married Pam is definitely a more aggressive character oh too. good oh god yeah. Yeah, she 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 um she almost gets in a full on fight with you know in front of the cameras. Yeah, exactly. On that weird episode. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's good to see her every day, every now and then in each incrementally in the first season kind of show like, all right, I'm tired of this. Like, and and she has some great looks on her face when they're in that meeting, and Phyllis is listing the the colors they could do and uh huh. God. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking, yeah, Jesus, uh, there's green or red. And she just wants to scream. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> we all wanted to scream. Of course, green. <laughs> we do. And, of course, green is whorish, according to Angela. Well, and then Michael comes in, and he's totally not listening, running like a train engine Michael. Oh, he's yeah. railroading all over with the mint chocolate chip. Oh. And that's a different kind of Michael than we see later too. It is. It's one of those it's one of those funny little moments that this episode has. It's not the greatest episode, but it does have solid funny little oh, yeah. scenes and moments like that. Well, most the of the show Marshall really Bell. does, you know. And yeah. Chocolate chip, you know. Uh-huh. And, and, and most exactly it does. That's that's why I think that's one reason why it's a, a fun show to watch and rewatch is just because the writing down to each little scene is usually pretty fun and punchy and interesting. There's a few episodes. I personally am not a huge fan of season eight. You Mm. know, I think there's some weaker episodes there, but right. But overall, I just feel like even just episode to episode, they're always pretty good. Yeah. They're going to have, they're going to hit some beats. Yeah. You know, even if it's not the best episode, Dwight's going to have some beats. (laughs) Hey, Oh yeah. Set up. Hit it right seen, out of the park. Have you seen that Beats by Dwight where it's like the logo changed or whatever? No, but that's that, the Beats logo. How, you know? Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. I, I how long it took to that? <laughs> how do we didn't not get there sooner? I yeah. don't know. Oh. That's they they might have. <laughs> I'm old, I miss stuff. A bear with a Beats microphone on it. 
Battlestar in the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> setting. I can see it now. You know, Somebody I don't work on that. There's none of. I mean, beets aren't something I eat, but like in the right context, they're okay. And bears are a fearsome predator that should not be fucked with. <laughs> and Battlestar was solid, although it sort of went off the rails towards the end. I mean. Let's say which is this where you confess that you are Dwight in real life? <laughs> I'm just saying they're not the worst of his characteristics. How good are you at hiding? Uh, are you better at hiding than I am at vision? No, <laughs> it's unlikely. <laughs> no, not. I'm not. Yeah, who's better at hiding than they are at vision? I don't know any German at all. I'm no, not, I wouldn't be a good no. Dwight. I can't farm worth a damn. Yeah, yeah. especially not beets. <laughs> but no. Uh, so yeah. So Dwight's Dwight. <laughs> Dwight's Dwight. Dwight's Dwight's like the ultra paranoid in this one. Um, he's kind of tapping and Would you, yeah, it's so I don't know what spooked the crap out of him so much before this, but it's kind of I don't know. He just it's it's funny for him to just sort of flail around and and then um, at then the, and at the end just all turn the ta- and then turn the tables back on Jim after Roy. Mm-hmm. You know what the hell is he talking about? Well, it did really yeah. sh- sort of remind you that even though he's a bit of a wackadoodle and like his idea of like uh, self-preservation immediately went to survivor, <laughs> you know, he still has a shrewdness to him, a shrewdness, shrewdness. if you will. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he is still like a shrewd kind of, you know, fighter kind of guy. Like, yeah, know. he will. Yeah, he will. Uh, if it's you or him, it's going to be you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but it has to be really obvious because as paranoid as he is, he's also really naive. Like, I don't know how someone can be that paranoid and naive all at the same time. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. He was all over the place, really. Well, that's like yeah. Michael, too, with his – Michael's such a jackass, and yeah. then occasionally he becomes master salesman. You know? I know. That's true. Like, that's they do have their clear. little lapses in character here and there. Um, but this is a um, – I think it's partially they, they got to make sure and make them always endearing. You know, they got to, in the end of the day, they still want you to like. They still have to be some kind of core good character. That, some something attractive about it. Yeah. You know. And that means also some uh, some some characteristics that are you know admirable. I guess so. You know, I guess. Man. But yeah, so uh, so we've got Jim and P- Pam working on their plot with Dwight, just trying to. Uh, uh, you know, make him think that he's onto some kind of great conspiracy. Jim's yeah. peeking in with Toby and Kevin, checking oh. out their sandwiches. Italian. <laughs> is that turkey? Provolone. No, Italian. Yeah. Italian. Uh, their bread is good. Their bread it's is good. good. <laughs> and that whole moment, Jim so like, keeps looking over his shoulder at Dwight, and like, yeah, I got him. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, because Dwight is still peeking in the window of the break room oh, through the whole conversation. Right. And you see Jim like looking over his shoulder, I think, halfway seeing if, if Dwight has walked in and realizes they're just talking about sandwiches. Right, yeah. <laughs> just like kind of keeps back and giving him a nod, going, nah, just stay out there. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Things were getting tense in there. Man. Yeah, that, that's actually, that was a well done. Um, that was a very well done, especially for the first season, I think, just, you know, playing that off and, and heightening the paranoia and uh, with a completely, you know, uh, uh, just. Yeah. Plain like a uh, plain Jane scene about about sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the way it cut back and forth because then they also showed the two of them talking in the parking lot, like you know. Oh yeah. And what about Pam? Well, you're just gonna have to pretend, you know, they, they don't see us or whatever, you know. I'm using her for the alliance. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just got him convinced. He's on board, like because he like you can actually play him with the idea that he's taking part in Survivor. You know, That's that, right. It always comes back to Survivor. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess was the big thing back then. This was 2005. They were coming. 
It was still kind of around at that time. I think it's still around now. It's still around now? Yeah, is it? probably. Okay. Season 400 or some shit. They <laughs> make like 40 of them a year. I don't know. Yeah, there's like, yeah, different, vo- or different, yeah, different, there's mm. different survivors. There's, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's God the band. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But uh, so now uh, Oscar's charity comes into the picture. One of my more favorite parts of this episode. Yeah. Uh, Michael, good. The way he's bashing them about their donations. Yes, and 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 how he just—I love the, the the slight little glance right at the camera before he's like, "Oh, come on, mm. I'm always down for some serious buckage." It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line too. Yeah. But <laughs> and then he looks at him again um, as he's about to lecture Oscar about you know community and generosity. You know that's good. You know that's what it's all about. Yeah, coalescences. <laughs> Into convalescence is into morale. Into morale, right? Which actually, I think that has something to do with recovering from illness. Covalent something. I think it's look that up. Mm-hmm. It's one of his first oh, little uh, convalescences. Convalescences. Yeah. This all convalescences into whatever he says about it. Yes. Uh, morale. Yeah. Uh, these people don't care about diseases. <laughs> you know, that's how it is. Well, twenty-five bucks per mile, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we're uh, on the uh, happy thought of diseases and, and birthday cards. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and let our sponsors do their thing and share with you all the fantastic products they have for sale. Two Planet Productions is a team compromised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years combined experience in the industry. Besides working with the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples' Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious memories to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Call 918-280-8528. And we have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them we sent you, you will receive a free single session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That is a $500 value for free. That free session could be engagements, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else you could want to be saved and captured forever. Welcome back. Good to be here. Hooray. We're talking about Episode four, season one of The Office, The Alliance. And not just The Alliance, as you were talking about, because there's also the birthday card. The birthday card. Distract The Office subplot. Right. It was sort of one of those. I guess the original cut was like 48 minutes on this episode, because it was essentially two, or something yeah. something in the 40s. Maybe it was less than that. But oh, it was man. like two episodes that they just decided to kind of smish-mash together. So more. What, what a horrible idea! That like to make this one of those to be continued episodes. Like yeah. I just see that like Meredith's about to open the card, and that's when the to be continued. Right. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. Right. A whole twenty minutes of Michael trying to justify getting away with that card. Because no. the two minutes was hard enough to get through. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's that's the worst part of this episode for me. Certainly, is those the, like last five minutes. Well, that last five minutes. Plus, I don't know. I don't really dig the whole even thinking up things and just. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, I think we're there too. Um, 
Yeah. We're just trying to, what can you tell me about Meredith? <laughs> she, she had a hysterectomy. <laughs> What does that mean? Her uterus is taken out. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. Uh, tell me more about my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, come on, Dwight. Tell, and uh, multiple Dundies. Good news. Mm-hmm. The only downsizing this year is Meredith's uterus. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. the joke. That's yeah. the uterus joke he, he was looking done for. That. Oh. oh. That, that was good. That was better than anything he had. If only. They may have actually laughed at that one. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been his fault if he'd actually done this joke. It's not my fault. Yeah. yeah. It's not that. my fault. She <laughs> took her own uterus out. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really British, yeah, they're really kind of pushing the, um, the British type office humor on that with the, you know, the silence, the, the silence of, God, you're not funny and horrible. Yeah, they horrible. really do that in this one. Yeah, th- that, that moment especially. Yeah. But then, you know, he saves it. With, um, uh-huh. you know, By his donation. Yeah, yeah, right. R- rallies them. Rallies know. them. You know, you know, against his own will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an unintentional morale boost. I will say he <laughs> yeah. he was light on his feet on bringing that up. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if it is still not, even <laughs> even it doesn't, it still doesn't boost morale. But well, he's still <laughs> like I, I mean, at that point, he's just trying to do anything to suggest anything good being said. Is all they need to hear, you know? Yeah. He just wants to like it's, it's like he wants when to he end co- on a high note. When he shows up with ice cream sandwiches in healthcare, you know, it's just like right. He just anything that he thinks is people would enjoy, you know, he's willing to try. It's usually a man, <laughs> and, and it will be enough to make them to distract them from the fact that someone's going to lose their job. But yeah. hey, <laughs> Meredith got a really funny birthday card. You guys, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Also, who the hell does this? That's. I've worked in offices. They pass around the birthday cards. No one's thinking up witty things. Yeah, no. It's just a little no. happy birthday. You sign your name. Hope you have a great day. Yeah. Hope you have, and, you, and you sure as hell don't read them out loud. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like mm-hmm. signing the yearbook for people you didn't really know in high school. Like, that's all you're getting down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, see, you next, see you next year. Don't, yeah. don't ever change. Have a great summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. And then he compounds it by, you know, since they didn't like his first one by uh, Michael, you know, they didn't like his first one. So he's like, I got more right here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one w- the worst one was from that, you know, he got that off the Internet. It's yeah. not my so fault. It's not his fault. Not fault. <laughs> yeah. So many good ones I didn't use. And he's got pages that he just, like, flips out. And he's like, uh, and then finally, like, on the third page, oh, here's, here's a good one. Here's a good here's one. A good <laughs> one. Uh-huh. That's what he did for the whole episode, right? I mean, basically, oh, yeah. he was just in his office trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meredith, bad breath. Meredith, bad breath. Bad. Meredith has bad breath. <laughs> yeah. Meredith has a little lamb. <laughs> a little lamb. Yeah. Don't let it come to the office. It'll poop on the floor. Which my thought was that no, because that lamb is not Todd Packer. So. Oh. I, I wrote on my oh, notes, Mary's little lamb better than Todd Packer, <laughs> 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 who will crap on the floor. I was about to say. I, Spoiler I would, alert. Yeah. That that would be a good gamble. Like put Todd and a lamb in the office and see who literally shits on the floor first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, g- I'm well, money's on Packard. Yeah. <laughs> money's on Packard in about mean, 38 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the only question is how long it will take. Yeah. I think the What's the over under on that? How long it takes to go through the drawers? <laughs> how long that is? Because immediately after doing that, he's crapping on your floor. You know he wants to win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We haven't had much Todd Packer yet. We had a little bit of his voice. No. Uh, I don't think we've had. We don't see him in, uh, in the season much. Surprising they didn't um, put him in the first episode, first season. Yeah. A little bit. Now that they think about it, mm-hmm. because they didn't know if they were going to come back. Um, Where's he? He pops up in one of them. I don't remember which today, but it's not this one. No. Uh, oh God. Healthcare or basketball? 
It's the one where he has to, Ryan has to drive him around. I think that's the first one he's in. Oh, is it? Okay, that's I season two. I thought so, yeah. Oh, so we just he- so. heard from him this We year. just hear from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wild. And they just, you know, Keckner just had to wait. So that's why they needed Mary's Little Lamb, so that it yeah, would crap right. on the carpet. That's right. In lieu of it not being a Todd Packer. Foreshadowing we never knew about. Oh, we totally forgot to talk about the fact that by this point in the episode, Dwight is in a box. He is yeah. in a box. Yeah. In the warehouse. Yeah. By his own... Uh, uh, suggestion mm-hmm. too. Yeah, well, that's the great thing is that he really digs his own grave in this. Yeah, and that's and that's, I, I enjoy Jim just playing along and just loving the fact he's just digging his own. You know, he's <laughs> screwing himself over so you know badly, and he, he's doing it better than Jim could even do it himself. Oh, right. That's all Jim had to do was just walk into this world that Dwight has created for himself <laughs> yeah. and just kind of point him in the right direction and let him go. Like this. Yeah. Let him go, yeah. <laughs> Here's oh, Well, he kind of says that. In the you talking know. head early Here's on. A, you know, he does things that irritate me. And I think hours that about things how to get him back that wouldn't get me arrested. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he comes and just says, Jim, here's a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he just goes with it. So, and he's like, and then he brings in his girl with him. Like, yeah. We're going to make this even better now. It's a chance to flirt with her. It's a chance to fuck with him. I mean, he's having... This is the best day ever for Jim at this ba- point. Basically, until Roy, like, cock-blocked him, it was it was going really well. Do you, do you remember when he's taping the box shut? He's almost yeah. got a spring in his step. <laughs> he really does, yeah. He goes right after that. Yeah. And then the warehouse guys come down. by with the two-wheel cart, <laughs> yeah. and he has to, like, stand there for a second and go, yep, it's uh, a box. <laughs> 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 Nothing yeah. weird happening here, guys. It's just not, a box. Not at all. Not at all, but... And and speaking of the warehouse, another another first for uh, this episode is or this season is the uh, uh, appearance of Mr. Rogers. Oh really, Daryl Philbin. Oh, this is the first appearance. This, this is episode? before basketball. Oh man. And so he uh, he's just standing there. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> the great look on his face. As Dwight pops up out of the box, he's yeah. just yeah. standing. Yep. He's the most knowing he's gonna have to clean up this mess first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long has this moron been hiding in my warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> and this is the, this, this is only the beginning. Oh yeah. Until they, you know, they they uh, they do the whole snow with. Um, oh, it's really yeah, it's really the, peanuts. the, the setup for next season when he's we're the ones that got to clean this up, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. He knows by that point. Can't trust yep, this group. Playing with a baler, you know, yeah. they just do everything they can. Riding around in the lift like it's a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstance could you do this? Only special circumstance. No circumstance. No. <laughs> could never do this. Yeah, poor yeah. Daryl. Yeah. So it was a silent opening for him, but uh, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd come on strong later on. Well, and he really turned out to be just such a great in- integral part of the show, like the way they brought him in more and more. He was a little wasted in some of the later seasons. His Some of his subplots were not always my favorite, but he. Uh, yeah. at least they were getting him out there. They know? did. But they got him away from Kelly. They Which did. Was probably yeah. a good thing. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That, did, that, that was just sort of there for. <laughs> although the best part of that was when, when he's talking about how he just gets excited when Ryan shows up. <laughs> I get excited every time that little dude shows up. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his early best uh, <laughs> moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but he's in the box. Now he's out of the box. He's in the box. He's out of the box. Upstairs, Meredith is refusing to eat cake. We've got uh, Jim finally explaining the charity situation to Michael, so yeah. Michael knows uh, he's not just paying twenty five dollars; he's paying twenty five a mile. Well, times eighteen, if that's what it, if the little guy can uh, equal what he did last year, that's yeah. that's a cool four fifty right there. How do you yeah. do? Uh, how do you do last year? They ran eighteen miles. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> now, 
the median income for Scranton, Pennsylvania is $38,000. <laughs> nice. So you, we said, what, 45, 450 450, is what it would end mm, up being? Yeah. Mm. So that's a lot of money if that's your salary. And we can all rest assured Michael is not – he doesn't spend his money well. Like he's not. No, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't set a budget. Yeah. So this is just coming off. He's it's coming off of someone his. that doesn't know what they're doing with their money in the first place. And, <laughs> and we know yeah. he doesn't make that much money, right? <laughs> too later on because he gets made fun of by Daryl later oh, on. That's right. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't make as much as the warehouse manager. Exactly. Yeah. But so he, it's uh, even more. It's even more of a blow to him. Yeah. So I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then he's got to own it. I mean, later on, later the same episode, he's going to hold it over his head like it's a championship belt, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. It's for the kids. So the poor guy not only has to know that he's he's out 450 bucks, maybe, <laughs> if not more, but now he's got to act as though he's uh, a champion that's because right. of it. Hey, you know, I figure he was um, just wanting to get whatever notoriety he could off of that at that point. I guess. <laughs> While also supposedly boosting morale. <laughs> yeah. It's all about morale. Mm-hmm. All about it. So it's sort of brilliant in a stupid way. Not yeah. really, though. Yeah, well, he's hoping. <laughs> he's yeah. trying. He was He was trying. Now, he did talk to Oscar about it, and he made a good point. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's about the ethics of the thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the, the, the marathon or, or whatever people. The, the, the walkathon. The, wrong, the walkathon. Yeah. They're the yeah. ones that, did, that wronged him by their... That's Poor labeling. <laughs> I mean, I guess Oscar didn't say anything, but come on, man, read the poem. Read the poem. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. You know. That is the nature of a walkathon, though. It's not <laughs> it is the nature of it. But well, you know, I get Michael's it. Maybe. not the most worldly. Uh, Maybe it was the first time he'd least. ever heard of such a thing. You know, I such don't know. a thing. Yeah. But still, you know. Such a thing as this. He, he had his buckage and he was wanting to give it out. So. Yeah, he's got some real buckage. <laughs> Two dollars, three dollars. <laughs> So, so that doesn't save him, of course, and he uh, he has to. Uh, oh, no, no, that's it. That's all yeah, he's got. It's, <laughs> it's kind of all, kind of all there is, other than that he, he it is he does uh, he does save a nice um, monologue at the end where he's talking about what he wants to have when he's older. Yeah, when he's the anonymous donor. And he's the anonymous donor, and he's telling somebody about some anonymous donor who happens to be him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how do you know? Because <laughs> I am. That was really. I could have seen that in other seasons. I think that was yeah. That was that was like a sign. That was just kind of a sign of things to come. The kind of almost like innocent ridiculousness of his fantasies. Exactly. You know? like they, they always come from the best place, but they're always just <laughs> stupid and you know impossible. Well intentioned. Yeah. In quotes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what he thinks is well intentioned. Yeah. <laughs> his good intentions gone awry. That's what I was sort of thinking of earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That is the Michael Scott story of good intentions <laughs> gone awry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he's, he's defi- yeah, it's definitely a definition. Oh, we didn't mention oh. how it turns out it's Ryan's birthday the whole time. Oh, God. And and the the best is Toby's. Do you, do you want me to say something? No. no, no, no. <laughs> he just keeps that smile. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> and he jumps on it quickly, like. Yeah, yeah, like Ryan does, any doubt. Ryan does next to nothing in this episode, but he like, makes up for it with that one little line. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's some good uh, just comedic timing in this episode. Like we were talking when it happened about uh, Michael's reaction to Dwight um, when uh, um, oh it's in the very beginning. Oh, and then uh, Jim's 
the way that Jim just puts his head down when when he's responding to Dwight later. I mean, there's mm. a lot of good chances yeah. where they're just their body language, their quick response time. Right. It's, uh, the, it really when Dwight asks Jim yeah. if he's got tickets to the gun show, and yeah. Jim just kind of no sells yes. it and goes right back to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we get the uh, absolutely I do. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Acceptance uh, from Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gun show. <laughs> it's little moments like that that really hammer this home. And oh, it's uh, not going to be downsizing, Dwight. He goes, uh, oh, what do you think of Meredith Palmer? We, she wouldn't be missed. <laughs> it's not going to be downsizing, do I? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, got its, it's got its good to great moments for such a solid episode. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, and this one apparently was written by Michael Shore, who played Moe's and, of course, went on to produce Parks and Rec and was uh, an executive producer for The Office for a minute. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, got some good credits there from someone getting into the um, – you know, getting into the the business and and the mockumentary shows and the sitcoms and you know just doing all that. Yeah, he, so. uh, soon to be. Yeah, he has a great talent as it as it turns out. Yeah. I don't know if he um, directed any other episodes this season, but uh, he'd become an integral part of the the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So. But yeah, so um, I saw you you hold them up. Do you got trivia questions for us? I do. I do have trivia. Okay. Y'all ready for some trivia? Yeah. Ready or not? Ready or not. Actually, here, why don't you hand right. us, we've got two of our buzzers. Oh, we've got buzzers now. Yep. These are from Opinions Like A-Holes. Check it out, folks. When we were at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival, that's the other podcast I host with Michael Zampino, who regular guest on this show. All right. Oh, they even have differing sounds. So yeah. I'll know. So you'll know who it is. So cool. Okay. All right. All right well, let's get this party started. As <laughs> Hilton and I place hands on buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> All right, question number one. How many kids does Meredith Palmer have? You got it, sir. Four. No. Okay. Two. Yes. Oh, nice. Ding, ding. Does anybody in the show have four kids? No. I was for some reason thinking she had a lot. Okay. She's got two, Maybe. but I think we only see she, one ever again. She may have more. <coughs> oh, she, 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 she might not know them. She definitely probably does. Probably yeah. has a couple she doesn't know she about. Sure. Only about. Meredith can be the woman with kids she doesn't know she has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I was pregnant once in 94. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, of all the characters on the show, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> all right. Uh, question number two. Uh, what color streamer did Angela think was whorish? Hilton. Green. Yes. Which Very red good. is the horse color? I know. Right? Right. I don't know why. That's Angela. Angela's though. so prudish, she doesn't even know. She thinks St. Patrick's Day is the whore holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think well, in the right duh. city, yeah. maybe yeah. it is. Oh, I get it. Well, for a Puritan like her. Oh, okay. Well, that maybe would make sense. so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, whatever. Uh, number three. Um, how old is Meredith turning? What? Which birthday is this for her? Take a guess. Hilton. 47. Close, but no cigar. 48. <laughs> no. 46. You got it. Yeah. Ah, All right. Yeah. I went the wrong direction. I know. Yeah. You were so, yeah. 50-50 chance. You Sorry. missed it. Here, we got one more. Redeem. Um, oh, what kind, of, what kind of sandwich was Kevin uh, preparing and eating? Yes, sir. It's Italian. You got it. Nice. And the bread is so good. You guys. The bread Save. is good there. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Wherever oh, it's God. from. Do you remember the name of the place? Do they say it even? I don't think they I don't do. Think they said. It's almost like he made it himself. No, oh. it, it wouldn't be because they're the talking about Kevin's they house make is it. So good. It's so good. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> yeah. And I. Uh, so, what do you think? Final so, thoughts, Tom? What do you think of the episode? Uh, 
I, I love at the end, so Roy shows up, and Jim totally throws Dwight on the bus about the alliance. And Dwight says, I don't know what you're talking about. But then on the final talk he had, Dwight still peroxided his hair. Yeah. So after all of that, I know. <laughs> he's still died and going to uh, the other office. He couldn't, he couldn't have been too careful. Because <laughs> there's other alliances popping up everywhere. It's like he still thinks it's a good idea. So you're right. going to trust yeah. Jim on that. Survivor trumps everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He kind of looks like Donald Trump at the end, too. A little bit. It's kind of a... He stays, but he stays hired. Kind of a, yeah, it's kind of an eerie... Uh, He's hired. Yeah. Stays hired. What, what about uh, your final yeah, thoughts, Brian? Uh, this is a none-too-shabby episode. Like we were saying earlier, it's very solid. A lot of good moments. Um, but there is the, the birthday... The, the whole birthday card and birthday party, is, I'm not the hugest fan of. But... It's one of the more like we 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 talk a lot about cringe just in off the mic chat yes. about the cringe worthiest episodes. Yeah. Dinner party in season four is the one. Yeah. Scott's tots is Yo, of course yeah. one. Um, but we we don't talk a lot about the cringe worthiest scenes, and yeah. this is definitely one of the cringe worthiest scenes. It yeah. is. You know, you got a couple. You got this one. You've got the the one in healthcare with the surprise. Yeah, the season end, one has a bunch of them. They were really going for that. Um, awkward silence thing yeah that was really kind of a hallmark of the british show yeah and i don't think they did it as well on this i mean i know some people like that a little bit and, a and little they, bit. they don't hold it as long either and no. that's one of those things that almost it works when it works well yeah. it just doesn't seem as organic it yeah. kind of seems forced to me oh. so this why like ultimately it's not as good a show as the others but it has its strong points too yeah um you know little things like the gun show mm-hmm. and the, even the uh, the '80s party referenced in their you know newsletter that you just look at for a couple seconds and you're like, what does that say? And then you pause it and you want to read it. And yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, little but, bits you know, of world building. They, ha- they have they have some good stra- good beats, good beats. But uh, but and over and you know the Jim Pam story does get pushed along well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you know and Roy. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. We know. get the the Jim Pam, the Jim Pam Dwight, the Jim Pam Roy. Right. Yeah. Lots Michael of Michael al- Dwight. Lots of know. alliances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Even the idea that Toby and Kevin may be a force to be reckoned with, or Ryan and know. Toby. Yeah. Maybe Toby was working his own alliance when, back then. When did those two ever talk again? Never. <laughs> Never spoke again. Yeah. Can't recall. But good. Oh. Sh- good stuff. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Tom, this is coming out about two, three weeks from today. Got anything you want to plug? Uh, Still doing she regularly. Yep, I'm out there every weekend emceeing with uh, all types of aerial artists and dancers and night singers. Yeah, that's fantastic. And there's a ton of them right now. Like yeah. That performing scene is just growing and growing and growing. So yeah, there's there's pretty much somebody new out there every weekend. And so, yeah, so yeah, they got a lot of a lot so of great stuff uh, going on. Aerialists, cool. burlesque, dancers. Uh, Tom, of course, uh, performs comedy all over Tulsa, regionally. Um, just a whole surrounding area and, and beyond. You hit the coast yet? You done anything fancy like that yet? Uh, I haven't hit the coast. I was in Alabama last week. Did a, yeah, did sure. a stand-up show at a brewery, uh, Druid City Brewery, really good stuff. If you're ever in the deep south, get you some Druid City brews. They're very good. Where was that in Alabama? Uh, that was in Tuscaloosa. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, uh, on November 17th and 18th, I'm doing a showcase out at the Looney Saloon. Oh, out the, in Miami. At the, yep, at the Stables Casino in Miami. That's a fun room. I've been out there yeah. many times. I like it there. Cool. Well, enjoy that. Well, and uh, good luck. remember to uh, to to follow uh, uh, Tom or, or myself on Facebook. You can always find the latest shows that we're doing out there. And um, thank you so much for listening, Tom. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was yeah. good. Brian, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much.
Thank you, as always. You'll be back next week. Always a pleasure, and you know it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next week, we're buying purses. All right. Channel four and a half. We're all here. We are all here. Down in Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock.